Hi guys, welcome back to the Property King. So today we're going to be talking about the Anti-Money Laundering Act of the Philippines, especially its application to real estate. Okay, so what is money laundering? So money laundering is like, from the term itself, right? laundering, so you're like doing your laundry, so you're washing dirty money. Usually, people who engage in illicit trade, you know, illegal activities, illegal operations. For example, those engage in smuggling or drug trafficking or corruption. You know, they use money laundering to clean their money and specifically, they invest in real estate, park their money there, and then in the future, they sell it or they, they rent it out and the proceeds that they get is what they use to clean the cash, you know. So, for example, if if you watch uh, Breaking Bad. So, in, in Breaking Bad, if you're a fan of that TV series, I'm, I'm a fan, so I know about it. So, he was selling crystal meth, okay? And he used to grow that. He was a chemist. And what he did is he was selling it. His formula was very good. And then he hired the services of a lawyer who, who then told him to, you know, taught him how to launder his money. I take your dirty money and I slip it into the salon's nice, clean cash flow. The revenues from the salon go to the owner. That's you. Your filthy drug money has been transformed into nice, clean, taxable income brought to you by a savvy investment in a thriving business. If you have plenty of cash, you just can't store it in your home, diba? eventually you'll get caught. So you need legitimate operations, businesses, or even properties you know, where you can park your money to make it appear that you're earning, you know, your cash, your your income from legitimate operations. So, parang ganon. Here in the Philippines, we are slowly being, not really slowly, but we're rapidly being known as one of the haven, you know, the haven for money laundering because it's very easy, especially with the influx of pogos and casinos here in the Philippines right now. You know, there's a lot of people trying to you know do money laundering activities here in the Philippines so quite recently you know guys uh, the anti-money laundering council has been trying to crack down laundering activities you know fraudulent activities especially when it comes to real estate because as you may know um, these transact this uh, fraudulent transactions these money laundering operations are not just limited to cash transactions or banking transactions uh, quite recently, these money laundering activities are being done through real estate, especially with the influx of, you know, a lot of casino operators in the Philippines, you know, Pogos. Some foreign investors are trying to mask their money laundering operations through real estate. And because of this, you know, the AMLC is requiring all real estate practitioners, especially the real estate brokers, to report such you know, suspicious transactions. Or even if they're not really sure, if you're not really sure if, you know, your client, the buyer, is indeed a money launderer, because we can't, we can't really determine that. You know, there's a proper authority, the AMLC will be the one to determine that. But what they're trying to say is, it's already incumbent upon the real estate brokers to report any transactions that would involve 500,000 uh, and above. So, for example, you have a buyer who wants to pay in cash uh, worth 500000 Then you would have to check where is the source of funds, you know, um, why are they going to pay in cash, why not go through 
uh, the bank through check or wire transfer, you know, these kinds of things. And then check also their income capacity. Um, aside from checking the source of funds, let's say they're a foreign investor, right? Let's say they're coming from, let's say, Hong Kong. Your, the funds is coming from Hong Kong and your client is based there. So they want to purchase property here in the Philippines, right? So they want to pay 500000 in cold cash. So that in itself is a little bit questionable because they can use, you know, other payment facilities like they can use wire transfer or they can even use credit cards. You know, some developers would allow you to transact using credit card facilities for even transactions as high as 500000 1 million. It allows for that already. So there's really not much sense of putting yourself at risk by accepting cash in high amounts, you know, because for one, you might get robbed, you know, when you receive the cash. Number two, the cash might be counterfeit. You're not really sure, if, especially if you're not, you're not an expert in, you know, checking if authentic nga yung cash or not, right? So, you have to be very careful when it comes to these transactions and it's our responsibility as brokers, real estate brokers, to report this to the government or specifically to AMLC so they can in turn you know check if if it's indeed a money laundering activity or not okay so when reporting these transactions uh, rest assured that your privacy will be kept intact okay so there's a website that you can you know register and upload these types of transactions it doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean that when you report a transaction that falls within their parameters that it's already a conviction of your client you're just doing your part as a professional as a licensed real estate broker you know to help curb you know or help minimize the chances of fraudulent activities money laundering activities happening here in the philippines so why are they trying to do this there is this urgency for the philippine government in partnership with financial institutions and of course, the real estate industry, you know, to minimize these fraudulent activities. Why? Because if we become graylisted by, you know, international banking institutions and financial institutions, it will become harder for us to get, you know, investments in the future. Because if we're graylisted, if we're tagged as a money laundering hotspot, you know, in the in Asia, especially here in the Philippines then it will become harder for us to access funds investments you know a lot of foreign investors might not be willing to do business with us because you know they they think that there's a lot of money laundering here you know um, sanctions might be imposed on us by different governments making it harder for our government and the private sector to access funding or attract investors so this will affect our economy this will affect a lot of things you know, not just the real estate industry, but it will snowball, you know, to other aspects of our economy. So it's very important that, you know, as real estate brokers, that we, you know, that we participate and we abide by these new rules, set of rules that are being released by AMLC, you know, to make sure that everything, all the transactions that are happening here in the Philippines, especially when it comes to real estate, is indeed legitimate. Okay, so we need to make sure that all the transactions happening here in the Philippines is legitimate as much as possible. Because there have been some, you know, uh, if you're familiar with 
last year and two years ago there were you know some scandals in relation to money laundering activities here in the Philippines. I won't name names but some big uh, casino operators and banks were involved, okay? And that triggered you know legislation from the Senate, you know, the Congress to impose stricter rules when it comes to real estate activities here in the Philippines and be, be part of being monitored by the AMLC. And we need to make sure that we are able to curb that, you know, to face that problem head on. Because if we don't, there are a lot of implications to our economy. Okay, so what are these implications? Of course, uh, if there's an influx of illegal transactions here, then crime would follow, right? Because you could just imagine if a lot of drug traffickers are coming to the Philippines, you know, to launder their money, what will happen next? Of course, they they might be tempted to expand their operations here. Not just clean their money here, but expand their operations here. So, again, it, it becomes a snowball effect. Another uh, risk that we're facing is the social cost, you know, social implication. You know, if it becomes a norm here in the Philippines to launder your money, then, you know, society would then condone it. And if it's condoned, it becomes part of our culture. And it's going to be very hard from, for us you know, as a country, as a society, to get out of that. And if we're tagged as a, again, as a haven, that's that becomes a reputational risk. So investors, you know, financial institutions, governments would tend to shy away from the Philippines in terms of expanding their operations or even lending us, you know, um, money to for us to expand, you know, or to for our government to borrow in case of emergency or in case they want to like for right now, we have the build, build, build uh, program by the government. If we're tagged as a money laundering haven, then that could be a hindrance to access, you know, uh, affordable funding or uh, financing from institutions such as IMF, diba? ADB. If we're tagged as that, then it will be harder for our government to borrow internationally. So we, as our real estate brokers, you know, we have this obligation to report suspicious transactions or even those who are not suspicious, but those that fall within the parameters set by the AMLC. So as I've mentioned, transactions that involve 500,000 and above would have to be reported. Okay? And, and if there's a cash transaction for purchase of property above 7.5 million, that falls within the parameters as well. Okay, so as I've mentioned earlier, if you report your particular buyer or client, it doesn't mean that you know, you're saying that your client is already a money launderer. No, you're just doing your part you know, to report said transaction and the AMLC will be the one to determine if, if it's indeed a fraudulent transaction or not. At least you did your part. Because if you don't, and let's say in the future, you, you didn't report the transaction, okay? And then the AMLC, the government authority, finds out that it was indeed a money laundering transaction, then you will become liable. You can be imprisoned, you can be sanctioned, your license can be revoked. So there are a lot of risks involved. So it makes sense for us real estate brokers you know, to follow this new rule, not just you know, to help the economy, but also to protect ourselves, right? So I guess that's it in terms of compliance, you know, the reasons why we need to comply.
So that wraps up our episode for today. I hope you learned a lot. And if you're a licensed broker, be sure to register through AMLC. I think there's a deadline this March. We need to follow it. We need to register to avoid any possible penalties and do our part as a licensed real estate professional in making sure that we professionalize the industry and minimize the chances of having money laundering operations here in the Philippines. So this is RK again from Property King. And remember, let's all grow wealthy together. Goodbye.